My friends, smash with you right here. I'll tell you what, call my man Ed Martin here. See what he uh, has as far as his pro-America report is concerned. Certainly hope it picks up. If you don't, I got you covered. Don't even worry about it. I will leave my name, a message, email address. I'll do all that. All right. Here we go. All right. Hey, Ed Smash here. It's about 12 minutes after 5. Just checking in with you. See if we might have an opportunity to talk here and uh, give us a, a view from the right side, as some would say. So give me a call back if uh, you can. If not, I'll catch you on another day. All right. Love to you, buddy. Okay. Boom. I'll do that. Boom. I'll do that. And we'll see. If Ed calls back, cool. If not, hey, I'm saying it's the wrong way. But we party with him or we party without him. Either way, we party. See what I'm saying? Hold on for a second. Woo! It's a while, you know, you got to have your headphones on. And you got your headphones on, it don't matter what kind of things you're seeing on the screen, make it look like you're talking. And I guess you are. But if you ain't got your headphones on, you don't know. You just don't know. Smash with you right here. Let me get to my next paper. See, what I love is the fact that my man, Doug Jennings, also known as Doug Jenkins, at least uh, in these parts, gets this uh, stuff together for me here. And I'm looking at the news you can use. This is big time news here. We're talking antebellum period with uh, sweet, uh, Soul Sister T a little bit earlier on this date, 1861. Holy mackerel. And, I mean, this is when everything hit the fan. Jefferson Davis was sworn in as the provisional president, they call him, of the Confederate States of America. That was in Montgomery, Alabama. And they played Dixie for him as his, like, theme song. That was a mistake. Dixie uh, was not a Southern song. It was a Broadway song written by a Northerner. For a big uh, minstrel show, they called it, uh, back in 1859. So anyway, Jefferson Davis on this day and, you know, Civil War did come. Now, on this day also, I'd be interested to see how people played this. Because you remember just uh, a few months ago, the left was saying, hey, these things have got to go away. got to tear these statues down. No more Robert E. Lee, all that kind of stuff. I'm just explaining. I ain't complaining. I'm just explaining. 1885, Mark Twain, Samuel Clements. By the way, I was watching The the Rifleman, and Mark Twain, Samuel Clements, was on The Rifleman. And that was about maybe two weeks ago, because I was in quarantine. 
and he was on the rifleman, Mark Twain, and he was having trouble because he thought it was because of him because he p- paid so much attention to his writing. He didn't pay enough attention to his family and to his kid. And so line one, Ed, fantastic. And so Mark Twain was with the rifleman. A rifleman, along with his little tiny kid, Mark, had to show Mark Twain that, hey, you didn't kill your son because you're busy. And from that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody might be listening with fake ID. That's when, because of Chuck Connors on the rifleman, that's when Mark Twain wrote The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. That was 1885. Fantastic. Bravissimo. Dig you to the max. Let's go. Yep, yep. When you hear this music, you know who it is. My man Ed Martin. This land was made for you and me. Let's go one more verse. As I was walking, Trinity Lopez. That ribbon of a highway. Come on. I saw above me. Uh huh. The endless skyway. I did. I saw below me. Hey. That golden band alley. This land was made for you and me. Can't be done. This land is your land. Uh huh. I had to play uh, the whole thing. Uh, Eduardo, how you doing, partner? I'm doing great. I'm doing, although I don't like when you have my mic off. I don't get to whistle and dance and sing along, but I'm doing great. Glad to hear you back in the saddle, old man. Uh, you know, the, the, the Rona can't keep you down. It might have taken Trini Lopez, but it's not That's taking right. Smash Man down. Come That's on. right. A lot of people don't know Trini Lopez died. I think it was like 80, if not 80-ish. And the yep. Rona, the Rona yep. did get him. That's right. But no, I saw Smash it in Forge Ahead to mm-hmm. magnificent days, shall we say. I just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a wild time because when I talked to Ed about coming on over here, I had some other ideas for him to talk to based on the Pro America report, which I get in every morning. I read all kinds of different things. And I took to Ed's Pro America report. Ed and I worked at a station. It was called The Answer, wasn't it, Ed? Yeah, that's right. The Answer. That's, that's exactly right. right. The Answer St. Louis. Yep. That's right. And that was a great station in its way. And Ed was one of the... One of the monoliths of that station, one of the stalwarts of that station. I'm serious, <laughs> Maybe, man. All right. I listen to them yeah, all, okay. man. And, and so, and for me to come on over here and Ed to come on with me, that's like, what a blessing. And I am grateful for that. And let me just start you with, you know, the conservative side of politics. Rush Limbaugh, he's got all kinds of criticism. He's got all kinds mm-hmm. of praise. How's it come from the uh, Schlafly Eagle side of things? Well, you know, funny, thank you for asking, uh, Smash. Uh, Millie Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh's incredibly talented matriarchal, his mother, yeah. was a great friend of Phyllis Schlafly. But people, you know this, Smash, and your right. listeners do from Alton, of course, down the river in Cape Girardeau. 
And, of course, across the river in Missouri, there's no family like the Limbaugh's in the law. And mm-hmm. they've been Republicans the whole time. they got judges. they got prosecutors. they got all kinds of businessmen, all of them, cousins and all. Limbaugh is a famous name. Rush used to say when he was young, I never had a chance to be famous because my parent, my aunt, my uncle, my father, my <laughs> grandfather was so famous. So yeah. Phyllis Schlafly worked closely with um with Millie and when she Phyllis was an early backer of Rush Limbaugh, very few people realized he did it the old way, like Smash you did. When you come up in the ranks, somebody says, "Come to a rubber chicken dinner," and they say, <laughs> "You know how many people are?" They say ten. That's a great to do it. Rush Limbaugh used to travel forty-eight weekends a year. He finished yeah. the show on Friday afternoon, get in a plane and go to Salt Lake City, yeah. go to Kansas City, go wherever, flying all over to talk to a hundred people, two hundred people, build a base, and yeah. so look. Uh, I draw a line, a through line, from Goldwater to Reagan, right? That's pretty obvious. Yep. Nixon was a hiccup, and Ford and all those guys were the old party. But <laughs> right. you, you get Goldwater, and you get end up with Reagan. After Reagan, Reagan fades, right? He fades. He rides off into the sunset. Yeah. And who comes out? Not George H.W. Bush in 88, but Rush Limbaugh. That's when he started. By 1992, when Clinton wins, it's Limbaugh galvanizing the conservatives leads to the Gingrich Revolution. And here's the big pivot. And I, th- I think I'm totally right on this, Smash. I think you'll agree. Uh, Limbaugh was an entertainer. He yeah. was an entertainer to the center right, but yeah. he loved to make people come back because they wanted to hear and exactly. feel and all. And he knew that. He knew exactly. he was an entertainer. The first politician that used the media to be an entertainer, people like to laugh and look at him and make things was Donald Trump of the scale. Mm-hmm. So you can take it right through to Rush Limbaugh. And in some ways, Trump liked to say what people wanted to hear. He had his thumb on the pulse of the voters, in, uh, his finger on the pulse of the voters in 2015, 2016. So Limbaugh will be regarded as a transformational figure. Like sure. you just said, Mark Twain, he was funny like Twain. He didn't write much, as yeah. much, but he was funny like Twain with the media of radio. And he moved people, man. Smash, you know, in a business where... Uh, other people last a decade and 15 years and then fade. He was 30 years, and he was still bringing in the, mm-hmm. the listeners. So yep. uh, he's a transformative figure, and, and I think um, he was a conservative, but he was a guy who wanted to get watched. It was like Johnny Carson, you know I mean? Yep. <laughs> he stayed center-right, Rush did, but he also entertained and rode the wave. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this at you. You know, one yeah. of the uh, great things about this business is coming to an understanding, and when you understand – that to entertain, it's not about the hearty har 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 and yeah 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 and all that. To entertain is to hold one's interest, yep, and if you right. can hold, and I tell you what, Rush Limbaugh held the interest of, I don't know how many radio stations, what maybe twelve hundred something like that, and just yep, yep. millions upon millions of people, and by holding their interest, he was able to guide them at least along yeah. his particular lines, and. Yeah. All kinds of great stuff happened from his angle. Now, listen, somebody yeah. else, of course, malign him and everything, but from his angle, he knew how to work it for that crowd because he knew that crowd. Like you said, man, he'd fly to gigs and everything. And yeah, speak yeah. of these dinners, you create that uh, that fan base. So now I go to this. You know a lot yep. of those guys. Who yeah. do you think would be an appropriate, if indeed a baton is to be Past. No, nah, nobody, nobody, yeah. Smash. And I hate to do this to your listeners. Nobody likes these kind of stories, but Smash, you'll know. Um, if you know radio stations and radio yeah, business, right. th- th- up until now, 
they still paid Rush Limbaugh for his show. Yeah. Most people that syndicate, when you syndicate, they put your show on. They don't pay you for it. They give you some advertising right. space, and That's you give right. them some. Yeah. But you don't pay. They were still paying for it. Nobody's going to get paid for Rush. You know what I mean? KMOX yeah. is not going to pay to put somebody on. There's nobody like him. I'd like to see David Limbaugh. He's got a different voice yeah. in terms of his mindset, but he's a really thoughtful guy. But no one will entertain. And frankly, you know, it's like succeeding Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Jay yeah. Leno did a pretty good job. It was very different, though. You mm-hmm. know, but it's not right. even that's not the same because the real estate can't they're not going to keep those slots they're going to move on to to local guys and local gals and some different things here's a bigger question though in terms of you know what is now we're in modern america where where people are listening to these voices that you know you 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 know you have you you, who who are the voices of of center right Mm -hmm. and limbaugh would have been one and donald trump would have been the other after that it's a drop-off right it's Mm -hmm. a drop-off to you know you got Senator Ted Cruz, okay, maybe. You know, you got, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, Tucker Carlson, okay, probably. But not like those two. And frankly, think about it this way, Smash. On Saturday, Donald Trump gets, uh, you know, acquitted of his impeachment, and now he's a free guy. Mm-hmm. And, and on Wednesday, the biggest name in media conservatism dies, Rush Limbaugh. The biggest character in American life on the center right but also just in general, is Donald J. Trump. And, mm-hmm. and look, for 50 years, he's been at the center of the tabloids in New York, then the TV in, on NBC, The Apprentice, and then politics. He knows how this game is played. You mm-hmm. said he knows how to get attention. He knows how to be interesting. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. What that looks like, I bet it's not to run for president. It may be to be bigger. <laughs> he may mm-hmm. be the guy setting the tone on who we are as a nation in ways people don't see coming right now. Yeah. And, uh, and look, the Democrats don't have a leader who has the stature. Biden is not interesting. Kamala Harris is divisive. Pelosi is just Pelosi. So they're kind of yelling at the, uh, at, the, at the shadow of Trump, waiting to see how he emerges. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he would fill that, just use the term void, but Trump being on those same hours, having the same kind of producers that Rush Limbaugh had, thus feeding him the information that can bounce off of that yeah. in his own way. Trump having his own show and being the communicator that he can be, that would be yeah. huge for him. You know, forget like you said, well, forget yeah, about but, him being but president. The only thing is, Smash, I give you a compliment. A- ask somebody who's done radio uh, for uh, 50 years, 30 years, 20 yeah. years, or just six weeks, yeah. three hours a day, man. It's like running a marathon every day. So, <laughs> But you're probably right. He could build a program right around himself. That exactly. would be something. He would. They'd pay for that. They yeah. would pay. They Definitely. would pay for that. That's about the only one. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to send that up to him and see what he says. Well, I'll tell him you put it there, Smash. Right, thank you. Well, uh, talking about, what, 74 million voters, imagine how many millions of listeners he would have and have a touch on America in a way that he didn't and couldn't have as president because of the attacks coming from the mm-hmm. left. And uh, I'm just thinking Trump in that position because one of the big rumors was that he was going to start the, the Trump TV network and, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe so, but this hole right here, conservative America wants the values that Trump did bring. Well, daggone it, he's available to just talk it straight up right there and give it right to you through your mm-hmm. radio as opposed to some of the things he had to be had a grip on, you know, by others and he couldn't fire off in a, in a particular way. But man, when you own the show, boom, mm-hmm. just like that. Let me yeah. let me slide to another one right here. You ready? And the, yeah. and this is I'm I, I like to go, you know, both sides when I, I listen to you. I, I understand exactly and I understand exactly what Mark Kaysen's doing. He leans to the left and then a super soul sister. She's in the middle of it all. And I am just wondering how you take this 
because I take it as like I'm I'm kind of like pissed about it to tell you the truth and this is this sappy sappy stuff that they're imaging Joe and Jill Biden on like he put a log on a fire and he's like a a real American and then he's at uh, Camp David and he's letting his granddaughters beat him at Mario Kart my goodness an 80 year old man knows how to play Mario Kart he's just like me and then in the end him and Jill holding hands or I tell you what uh, Obama and Michelle held hands you didn't see Donald and uh, Melania holding hands all that much but he's bringing romance Back to the White House. How does that play in accordance to the pro-America report there? Well, listen, listen. I mean, I'd say it this way. It's, as you know, Smash, every marriage is a mystery, right? Marriage is a Good great, point. great thing. And it's, and it's a great mystery, though. So yeah. I never judge anybody else's marriage, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't pretend to understand mine or anybody else's. Yeah. That's life, right? So, but here's the thing I'd say. Just take it as a worldview, like a mindset. Mm-hmm. What you see when you see that game with him and his wife, and it may be real. But that's 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 the Washington. That's the swamp mindset. If you're a politician, you take a picture with your hand on your wife's back. You mm, hug her. You say right. she's my Valentine. It's, it's like Irish. It sounds like an Irish Catholic schmoozer, but it's really <laughs> politics. Trump was not politics. He yeah. he was. It's weird. He was a Hollywood kind of character. Yeah. He didn't play that. They didn't play that game, right? They didn't. He that wasn't his kind of thing. Now maybe mm-hmm. they say as a New York guy or something. But I, look, I just find when I watch it, I look and I say it's like Biden is going through the motions because yeah. he's been watching presidents for fifty years up yeah. close, yeah. and he's doing all the things he saw. Mm-hmm. And what I don't feel, and I, that's because I don't like him. I mean, so I'm not saying I'm fair. I'm saying I'm unfair. I'm biased. He doesn't look genuine. Yeah. You, you Trump actually he looked to me genuine. He probably wasn't. You know, Bill Clinton always said, smash, you know, uh, authenticity is the most important thing. And once you can fake that, you've got it made. You know, I mean, so I I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I know for sure that Trump, but Trump looked like the modern mindset disruptor, you know, third marriage, young kid, old kid, uh, this, that, the other thing. And here's Biden doing all those schmaltzy things like it's a 1950s movie. It doesn't feel like a 1950s yeah. movie. It feels like 2021, and half of the half of the show is a is a is a mess. Yeah. And I'm not sure I want to see that. But anyway, that I, I look. I think Joe Biden is a is a historic character. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's a leader. And right now, it feels again like we're in a time where. We need some leaders, and and coming fast is Kamala Harris. You know, yeah. she's taking the phone calls from the, right. the big hitters and stuff. So I we'll know. see. All right, how about uh, Texas? Uh, a lot of people thinking along the lines of, well, wait a minute, uh, Joe Biden is cutting out uh, all our natural resources as far as oil and gas and everything's concerned to go green, but green did not cover in this humongous ice storm and snowstorm that they had in Texas, and yet he's cutting out all that stuff, man. How's that play? Well. Look, um, it is a colossal failure, right? I mean, you know, in other words, the power down and all that. And I don't know yet if we know why. Um, You would think they'd be readier for it, you know, more ready for it, Mm -hmm. but they're not. So, uh, look, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think you can draw – I'll tell you one thing, Smash. You know, years ago, I was chief of staff to the governor of Missouri. I was Governor Blunt, Matt Blunt's chief of staff. Mm -hmm. And I was calling around to other chiefs of staff asking their advice as I started the job. Yeah. And I'll never forget one of the chiefs of staff. It might have been for Ashcroft or somebody. He told me, look, prepare for everything. But you're going to get something you can't prepare for. So it might be an earthquake, might mm-hmm. be flooding. And you just it's going to be how you handle it at the time. Yeah. And that, that, that judges what you did. You know, maybe it's like uh, Bush W. when he got the Hurricane Katrina, right? And, you know, good job. Uh, yeah. What is his name? I can't remember. He said, nice job, Brownie, or whatever. It wasn't mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> a very right, good timing. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of how you handle it. 
the one thing, I, and so I don't know, you know, I don't know whether you could put this at the feet of Texas. They're off the grid a little bit. You know, Texas is so big, they do their own grid. Mm-hmm. It looks doesn't look so good right now. But here's the thing. I, I don't think Trump would have allowed so much time to pass without commenting on it. You know, Biden has Biden signed the declaration for some money to flow, but you haven't felt like he's kind of helping fix it. He's kind of letting it sit there. Maybe it's a red state. But look, I, I just think, again, when you're, like I said, when I was chief of staff, Something you just can't control, and you don't really know yet. The fog of war's got to clear and see exactly who who messed this up. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this at you, real quick. I love talking with Ed Martin, um, and I'm not really all hip to exactly what's happening. I kind of got a, a general idea, but this uh, Governor Cuomo in New York's got some kind of nursing home scandal. What is what is all that about? Well, yeah, this, so this, this is a tough one too. As I'm, I like blasting Democrats, and I thought I thought CNN was shameless in making. Uh, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, like a hero, he even wrote a book yeah. on how well he handled the pandemic. Right. Here's the secret. Here's the secret about this thing. It's a nasty bug. Well, you lived it. It's a nasty bug. Yeah. And for our seniors, it's a it's a nasty, nasty, you know, butt kicking bug. It's mm-hmm. killing people. So yeah. I don't think anybody really knows what to do. So I don't really judge him. But here's what happened with Cuomo. He wanted to be the hero. So again, he took the right. he took the pandemic by the by the ears, and he right. said, "Let me get to wrestle this guy down." And then now we found out he was lying. Yeah. Now it's one thing to make a mistake. I think I think he had to send. Remember, they had sick patients in hospitals with COVID, and and and, the, and what he did was he sent them back to nursing homes. Well, where are you going to send them? You, you can't if you were if you're scared that the hospital is going to fill up with people that need help. You can't let them stay there if they're getting better, but they have it. So you got to send them somewhere. I don't. So I don't agree with the thing, but I think he was doing a choice that he had to make, yeah. but then he lied about it. See, it's always the cover-up. Mm-hmm. So Cuomo lied about it, and now everybody's got to scramble back and say, how was he so good about <laughs> doing this thing? He was a hero. In the middle of it all, he was lying about the numbers. And then now he's getting double-caught because he's calling up uh, Democrat legislators and saying, you better shut your mouth and cover up my cover-up, or I'm going to go after you. And mm-hmm. it's just going downhill fast. I mm-hmm. Look, I think... Every Cuomo wants to be president, from Mario 30 years ago to Andrew. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if Chris Cuomo cares, but uh, I don't think you're going to see a President Cuomo uh, at this point. I think his career is, is pretty much ending in New York. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what, it was the cover-up that got him. Right. Um, hey, that's Ed Martin. You can find Ed Martin in your inbox with his Pro-America Report. How's that all play, partner? You go to ProAmericaReport.com, smash. And people go there, just sign up. You put your email in. I'll send you an email five days a week. At 7 a.m. Central Time, it goes in your inbox. I don't sell it. I don't send you anything. I don't yeah. buy it. I don't know nothing. No charge. Just that every day. It's a great way. We build up a community, almost 80,000 people who get that email. And as nice. you said, we get a lot of dialogue going, a lot of people jumping in and out yep. and just spreading the word and, and trying to get people to say, hey, what's it mean to be pro-America? It's not like it used to be. We're, we're, we're figuring this out right together. And it's uh, so go to proamericareport.com. Easy sign up right there, and I'll send it to you five days a week, 7 a.m. Central Time in your inbox. With appreciation, Eduardo, I thank you very much, man. Glad you're back, brother. Right. Talk to you soon. See you. Right, bye. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Wild. This land was made you and me. Listen to the Smash Shelly Podcast. Anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. Hey, if it's uh, house buying thinking time, meaning maybe it's time for you to get on out of that house you got. You got maybe some more kids coming. 
I tell you what, not only the birth of more kids, but you might have your kids coming back to move in with you. That's what's going on, especially in this very tough time in the history of the world, in the history of the United States. It might be time to upsize. Wow. With mortgage rates as low as they are, you got to get hold of Matt Horn over there at Landmark Realty out in Godfrey. GodfreyLandmark.com. GodfreyLandmark.com. And when you go to the site, you're going to see all the houses that are available here in the River Bend. And if you go to the site, you have opportunity to hit this button, sign up, and then you, every morning, when a new house comes up, boom, you got first access to checking it out. You like it, just like any of the other houses that are pictured. They got a bunch of pictures, too. It ain't like one, you know, oh, here's the front, and that's it. They got, I mean, all through the house. And you have that opportunity. Well, then you need to uh, get with Matt Horn and get them get them rolling for you, you know? And that's on the house buying side. You want to sell your house? Well, that's a, a different story. But the beauty of the folks over there at Landmark Realty is they've been in the real estate business for so long. They know the paperwork. Man, there ain't nothing worse than the hassle of paperwork. Yeah, you might decide just for your own sake to hire a lawyer, but these folks know the paperwork. They're able to explain everything to you that you need explanation on. That's whether you're selling your house. When you do, you list with a leader. That is Landmark Realty. Or you're looking to buy a house. Let these folks take you to these houses. You see it right there on the website, GodfreyLandmark.com. You give the call. You're in the house that afternoon, whatever the case may be. But let me tell you what. You might think about jumping on this because a lot of people are buying these houses because of low mortgage rates and they want to upgrade, shall we say? And these houses are going uh, in a day. It might be pictured in the morning and by the afternoon, the offer's been made, the offer's been accepted, contract's pending. So something for you to think about. If you indeed are on it, be on it by getting to GodfreyLandmark.com. Supposed to be in the 50s next week. Take advantage of that opportunity to get on out to those houses that you check out at GodfreyLandmark.com. Smash with you here, turn you on to the good stuff, and that's Landmark Realty. Well, every day at the studio, the man arrives, standing six foot one, weighing... Oh, hell no! Five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew we didn't play no crap. The Smash. The Smash. Big Bad Smash. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash, smash, smash. 
I gotta be me Sammy Davis Jr. right there. I used to love him. Mr. Bojangles. He used to do all the dancing and everything. He used to sing. I'll tell you one of the big deals about Sammy Davis Jr. before I get into the content here is back in that day. That's like the 50s, early 60s. Back in that day, Sammy Davis Jr. was with a girl named Britt Eklund. She was fine. White girl. Black dude. Man, you want to talk about the controversy? Holy macaroni. That was something. But they were in love, at least for a while. And there were some barriers that got broken because of Sammy Davis Jr. He was something. He was part of the Rat Pack with Sinatra and and Dean Martin and all of them. I'm trying to think of who they are. I don't know. Top of mind awareness, I ain't got it right now. But Sammy Davis Jr. And, of course, he was always part Jerry Lewis, uh, Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. I don't know if you could do that telethon anymore because Jerry Lewis had that down. Jerry Lewis, that was his gig. You do one gig a year, and that's that's one he he chose to do. And he kept his name alive by doing that because he used to do that zany type of humor. And after a while, I mean, you know, things changed. Humor changed. And people didn't take to zany anymore. It's not like the Stooges. They they were zany, but they were the Stooges. They had a longevity as beyond Sammy Davis Jr. But um, Jerry Lewis, I should say. But Jerry Lewis know, knew how to prolong it. And he had one of the biggest stages in the world with the Muscular Dystrophy Telethon. And along with that, multiple millions of dollars to help the youngsters out. So I'm looking at this. Just looking for content here. So people would be interested. Hey, you might be interested in this. And that is uh, stars, celebrities who have ruined their careers because their own of their own dumbassity. All right? They're dumbass Alanius is what they are. What's going on, Mr. Honky? Nice to see you. And when I call Mr. Honky, Mr. Honky is not a racial term. It's That's your actual last name, is it? Yeah. Exactly right. Coming in for the Riverbenders, who are going to be here in just a little bit. Big D, Pigpen. Is Pigpen still with the show? Yes, sir. He should be. I see him back there, and I'm just wondering. I know. I see Big D back there. Look at him in the glass of being like, you know, Secret Service type of guys over there just looking at me. Just looking. And the, and, and Pigpen's looking the other direction, so it's not like he's looking at me. I love these two kids. Salute to you for being the backbone of that whole operation, my man. I just took the stuff. You're a wonderful young man. What was I talking about? I don't know. Uh, oh, yes. Stars that have ruined their career. <laughs> little smash. Not me. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to see where your favorite stars are. Let's start. Roseanne Barr, everybody knows how she ruined it. And they ruined it for her, too. They being the liberal left. Demi Moore. I don't know why she ruined her career. I don't even remember what I what the deal was, but I tell you what, man, Demi Moore, she was in that uh, ghost movie and making pottery and everything. I love the vases, not the vases, the vases that she indeed did twirl between her fingers with Patrick Swayze standing behind her all and over there and 
Whoopi Goldberg just yakking in the background. Nobody could hear him because they were ghosts. Fantastic to me more. I don't know what happened to her. Good-looking girl. You ever see her in that movie where uh, she was like a uh, a stripper at night to support her family and everything? That's a good-looking girl. Uh, Matt Lauer. Now, here is one big dumbass, all right? Matt Lauer, he was like 20 years on the Today Show. He had that hashtag Me Too moment, all right? Inappropriate relationships there in the workplace. Sexual abuse allegations there in the workplace. The workplace being NBC, the Today Show. Now, there's an old saying. You don't dip your pen in the company inkwell. But Matt Lauer, they call him the dipper. On certain occasions, double dipper, triple dipper, quadruple. He was going at it with everybody over there, daggone. And the one, I ain't going to say her name because she's still on there. The one is what busted it for him. Because when they found out about his and her affair, because she's still working but she's not working today show. She's a reporter now coming out of Los Angeles. When they found out about their affair and she ratted on him, that was it. They busted him big time, this poor dumbass, Matt Lauer. Then you got Ellen DeGeneres. She's over there with bad workplace situations. Everybody works for her over there is kind of like pissed. It's kind of like, wait a minute, guys. You're in the entertainment business. You're doing happy-go-lucky entertainment work. You get to be in California where the sun shines all the time. And you're over there bad-mouthing your employer. How bad is the workplace you got to bad-mouth your employer in that kind of situation? I don't know. I didn't know that this happened to Kevin Hart. But you remember when he had that Oscar controversy and he had done homophobic tweets and those had uh, surfaced and the Academy found out about him, and he would not apologize about him because it's all part of his comedy shtick, you know? Refused to apologize. Kevin Hart, that's why you see him doing State Farm commercials now. But Kevin Hart is a funny dude. Didn't he have a bunch of movies or at least a movie or two with The Rock? Anybody seen Young Rock yet? Mr. Honky, you seen Young Rock? It's about the uh, rock when he was trying to become a wrestler as a kid. Fantastic. I ain't seen it either, but I know it's a rock, so it's everything. I tell you, a girl really ruined her career because she thought she was ballsy. She thought thought she was somebody. It was at the beginning of the Trump presidency, and that is the girl who gave us the book My Life on the D-List, Kathy Griffin. Remember her? She was a funny girl. She'd been on all the talk shows and everything. She's just a funny girl. And then she shows up with a picture of her holding the severed head of Donald Trump, all blood dripping and everything like that. I don't know who got to all the employers in the entertainment business, but she ain't employed no more. And you don't see nobody bringing her on the show because there is a touch to the politics that you don't touch. That's Kathy Griffin right there. I tell you what really broke my heart. Who remembers Elizabeth Berkeley? She was um, on that show Saved by the Bell back in 1995. And Elizabeth Berkeley decided she don't want to do these little teenage roles anymore and be one of these little kid actresses that she's been portrayed to be. 
So she did a movie called Showgirls. And I love that movie. Not about her. I love it because Gina Gershon was in that movie. Gina Gershon, the fine, fine, blow my mind. But that's just me speaking out loud. But Elizabeth Berkeley, for some reason, that movie was a big flop. It was stupid. It really was. But the showgirls were cool. It really was. And uh, anyway, the movie was such a flop, nobody wanted Elizabeth Berkeley anymore. Same type of thing happened with Lindsay Lohan, man. Her behavior ruined her career. She was in the parent trap. Freaky Friday, Mean Girls, all that stuff. But then she winds up having the run-ins with the law and everything, you know? And getting the DUIs and all that stuff. Man, I tell you what, though. Most recently, she showed up in a movie with Danny Te- uh, Terrio, Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Uh, a movie called Machete. Lindsay Lohan has grown up. That's all I got to say. Oh, uh, who remembers Rob Kardashian and Black China, I guess is the name of the girl. Mr. Honky, are you familiar with Rob Kardashian and Black China? What kind of life do you lead, man? You don't know anything about this stuff. I don't pay attention to, uh, to what's going on. Bravo. It's a better way to be. Wonderful young man there. Big D, how you doing? What's going on, Smash? Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Well, Rob Kardashian and Black China. Black China was one of these what they call bootylicious type of girls. They had a stormy romance. He even had a show. But eventually, Black China and Rob Kardashian broke up to such a way that it affected his career and he became a recluse. And nobody knows where Rob Kardashian is right now. Black China, you see her every once in a while doing her thing. Oh, how about this dumbass here? Kevin Spacey. All those allegations of sexuality. Guy got an Oscar for American Beauty. Had five years running with the, the show House of Cards on Netflix. But 20 victims came out and said that he sexually assaulted them. Hollywood blacklisted that guy. I still abide by a partner. Forget about it. I got one more page here. I got all kinds of this, this stuff. Uh, let me get this last page. There you go. Boom. And a boom. Ah, Mel Gibson, everybody knows that story. But I tell you what, Megan Fox, who knows Megan Fox? She was in Transformers. But uh, she started bad-mouthing the director of Transformers and called him a madman and this guy's nuts. And all. And in Hollywood, you don't mess with the directors because the directors are the lifeline. And Megan Fox, G-O-H, and gone, so gone, she was not even there. Charlie Sheen, everybody knows that story. And then one last thing, Mike Myers. Remember Mike Myers from Wayne's World and everything on Saturday Night Live? He had a bad reputation. He was kind of like people didn't like him on set because he was one of these I'm somebody and you're not type of guys. So you need to serve me. People say, hey, forget you, man. Forget about it. Now you see the poor guy doing some Wayne's World type of commercials and everything with Dana Carvey. And everybody knows him from Austin Powers and all those great movies. But you don't see, but if you look at him closely, if you look at him closely, I don't know anything. But if you look at him closely, guy had a facelift. I'll tell you why. Because he got a shine on his face, all right? I ain't got a shine on my face. I ain't had no facelift. But you look at Mike Myers. 
You got to shine. Shine signifies the fact you need to put that shine on so your facelift don't get all messed up and everything. No, no, I'm not a plastic surgeon. I'd love to be one. Remember that show, Botched? That was a, all right, I got to go. I got to take care of these commercials. And uh, so smashing it with you right here, as is always serving in my own best interest in an effort to satiate your best interests. I gotta be free. I gotta be. I just gotta be free. I've gotta be. Daring to try to do it or die. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. Ain't nobody else I can be. Thank you, Sammy Davis Jr. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you at. Smashdaily.com. Spring's coming on, right? We're looking at uh, like 50 degrees by next Tuesday is, is what the prognostication is. Jersey, county, fence, and deck. A lot of people saying, you know, this is where I'm going to stay. This is my home. Or maybe bought a new home and needs a fence around it. Jersey, county, fence, and deck. online. Dot com. That's the website. Just turn you on the good stuff. JCFDonline.com. That's the website. Dig the smash. Anywhere. 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 The Smash Daily Podcast. Smashdaily.com. After six hours of school, I had enough for the day. I hit the radio dial and turned it up all the way. I got a dance. I love the Beach Boys right there. And uh, last night was the final of The Masked Dancer. I was going to play the clip, but it, it goes longer than what I got left here. And uh, Big D, you watch The Masked Dancer, don't you? You're a wonderful uh, guy like that. No, I didn't. I never watch TV at all. I no kidding. don't even have one hooked up. Really? Right. Really? Yep. Fantastic. Bravo yeah. on that, yeah. my man. I've never felt better since I stopped watching Yeah. That. I look at Pigman over there, and he could be one of the masked dancers, you know? You could be on that show, the masked dancer, and nobody knows you. Dance as bad as you do, and all of a sudden you wind up winning the whole thing, man. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what goes. I could use the money. Yeah, you're the masked dancer, Dave, huh? And so uh, last night, the masked dancer was some gymnast, and she was the costume, the candy gram or something like that. You guys watch that stuff? Come on now. You guys watch entertainment. Big man, what do you do for? Her? No, I I do not know the show you're talking about. The mask dancer, dancer, man. I can picture I I can picture what it yeah. is. People with masks. It's kind of like Gene Gene, the dancing machine, and the in unknown comic combined. Exactly right. You remember Gene Gene? <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> Mr. Honky. You watch that kind of stuff, man. Come on, you because you you the you don't. No sir. What kind of lives do you people lead? <laughs> River benders. We yeah, got God. instruments. Oh, is that what you <laughs> Instruments of, of pain. All right. Well, now, what's on the show tonight for you guys? We got Flatliner. 
Nice. Flatliner. Yeah, yeah kind of like great name. what you did about a month ago, right? Oh, that was close. <laughs> yeah. That was close. Yeah. That was close. I was close. Glad, glad to see in. you guys. I'm glad you're back, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was wild, this COVID thing, man. It was wild. But glad to be alive. The nurses, it took, you know, you know you're old when your doctors and nurses are younger than you. That's when you know you're old. Because so it used to be the doctors were older and you'd have respect for them. <laughs> now it's the kids and the reason you have respect is because they're the ones that are going to save your life. Yep. So you better respect them. And I was smashing and did. And they brought me two. And uh, it was funny because maybe two nights before I left, one of the nurses came in and said, are you the smash? I said, well, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And I thought, okay, you know, I, you know, I used to listen to you. Now, my mom and dad had me in the back seat strapped to my little kid chair, and we would listen to you on Casey every morning. I think I said, daggone, this nurse is here to save my life. Uh, but uh, luckily she liked the show when she was five. And so it worked out. At this particular point in time. All right. I am G-O-H and gone. So going on was not even here. Riverbenders are next. Smash, dig the smash, smash, smash. I'm digging the smash, smash, smash. Well, that is it. You've been digging the smash, smash daily style. For as long as you was able to tune in today. Performance time, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock. Right here on WBGZ, 107.1 FM. The Big Z. So until the next time, I am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. So have yourself a good one, no matter what that one happens to be. Smash, 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 sm